time to jazz with the kiddos. Oh God. No, we're at least we're gen. I still say there's no reason why they. I don't understand why they did away with why it became unfashionable to call us Gen Y because that's in between the Gen X and the millennials. Or yeah, they're the younger millennials. I don't understand it. Anyway, we are we are now called elder millennials. Is what we're called. Elder, yes, geriatric millennials. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we've. Uh, Still got enough gumption to run a podcast. So uh, welcome, everybody. It is Sunday night, and this is the Getting Off Topic podcast. This is Tony. This is Todd. And Meg. And Meg. <laughs> Across the room, not paying attention, not involved in the podcast whatsoever. <laughs> That's okay. What's, um, Meg's, what's Meg's project tonight? Uh, she's fiddling on the computer. Um We've uh, we've we've been getting into well we're we're working on getting into projects. We had a pretty cool week. I uh, well last two weeks actually. This it's been two weeks. We took a week off for the podcast. Um, I took a nice long break from overtime, which is very nice. I think we talked a bit about this on the last podcast because it was already past. Yeah, it was already past my birthday, and I was bummed out about like uh, even even though I know that I chose to work a bunch of easy overtime because you know while we're working from home might as well milk it um but another another year older and god damn it i'm still not working on the next book or well while i'm sitting here wasting away in margaritaville you're wasting away in office space exactly yes hardcore just peter in office space it's been the story of my life for the last 15 years or whatever <laughs> um but yeah, and you know, guitar on the wall, collecting dust, uh, camera collecting dust, et cetera. Like I just I started getting the antsy, like, ugh, I need to do something that puts some light in my soul again. So I stopped working overtime. Um, I'll probably start edging back into it again soon because you know, money. Um, but I had had a nice long break. I actually dusted off my DSLR Canon camera for the first time in god knows how many years um probably it actually last... take film uh no no it's it's digital it's uh it's the canon rebel t4i um but yeah it's nice and i've just i've never that's been one of the things on my list for my whole damn life like oh yeah well eventually i'm gonna really learn how to be a proper photographer and you know take it off the fucking auto settings <laughs> um in the last actual photo the one and only photography class i ever took was freshman year of community college um which was cool we actually shot i think we did digital and actual film in a dark room on the campus and everything that was fun um but i remember absolutely nothing so i went searching online i i, I figured i would pay for like one of those like U- udemy classes or something where people you know put a uh like a crash course online uh, in like PDFs and videos for like try a, 50 bucks or something. Try to uh, find a master class. Master classes always look interesting. I thought about that, but then I lucked out. I actually found on YouTube completely free. Some dude from uh, Australian geographic, like mostly landscapes and like animal photography and everything, but he did a two hour lecture 
like on like photography 101 fucking everything like like top to bottom like digital camera settings every single one and how they relate to each other and and gives every like after every section of learning like um like here's the whole quick 20 minutes on like shutter speed and now go out put the camera on this setting and take these specific type of shots he did like everything it was a big two-hour thing even like basic lighting and stuff and how to frame the photos like it was exactly what i needed so it was a quick crash course totally free so that was awesome um so kudos to i don't remember his name but some dude from australian geographic <laughs> um but yeah i did that and i've got the camera out of now i've had the next four days off work i'm planning on doing some more with that um meg has been uh wanting to get back into art stuff and i'm not usually somebody who like looks for like oh the universe is giving us a sign or whatever but funny enough we were just bitching about going to the laundry rooms <laughs> so uh last week she's going to take the laundry down to the laundry room she's switching it out all day and she sees the neighbors right next to that laundry room that apartment right there uh their their front door is open and they're moving out with boxes and but there's some stuff that's just sitting waiting to be taken away and right in their front yard there giant like hardwood professional art easel like big ass pro one in like almost perfect condition just like if you like it's dusty and it has some like a few little like nicks and scratches on it but otherwise like perfect working condition and it's just sitting there and they're not taking it they're taking other stuff to the car but they're not taking that so meg gets suspicious like huh but she didn't want to be a creep and be like hey hey can i get that are you selling that whatever um so she comes back and tells me all excited about it and she waits till the next time she has to switch the laundry she goes back like an hour later or whatever and it's still there and eventually those people are gone like it looks like they've completely left but the the easel's still sitting there in the front yard so now she's getting really excited she's like uh so is this like up for grabs like what the hell <laughs> um but then uh, she told me like what should i do and i was like well it's possible maybe they they loaded up the truck and they're just you know they're sending that load over to wherever they're going and maybe they'll come back for the heavier stuff or whatever. So, so we're doing this dance all day. Like she goes and checks like every couple hours, like, yeah, it's still there. You see any people over there? No, no. Front door's closed, whatever. gets to be nighttime, still same thing, but she's still squeamish about just taking it. So waits until morning. Easel's still there. So she's like, okay, this is ridiculous. She goes down to the front office and talks to them they're like hey do you know anything about those people like are they are they gone and they moved out and so uh jason the guy at the office is like let me find out for you and i think within an hour or so she gets a text saying like yep they're moved out easels up for grabs like first come first serve so she grabs it <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this freaking like professional easel right when she's like yeah i really want to get back into the art stuff so so that's rad uh, I mean, normally would be like probably a couple hundred bucks. So totally for free. And then uh, I got a text from her. She didn't waste any time in injuring herself with it. <laughs> Took me two hours. Two hours. my foot on it. When I go over there, I, yeah, <laughs> I was working that day. So when I, once I get on my lunch break, I'm over there like, oh yeah, cool. So 
So this is it, huh? And oh yeah, it comes even with a little mini like tabletop easel as well, like transforms out. And then she shows me how to like fold it open. And as she's folding it open, like the base goes from like vertical down to horizontal and slams on her freaking foot. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a Meg, of course. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, she's excited to use that. Um, yeah. Nice. It's a pretty cool week. Um, again, I probably will go back to some over. Well, I, I literally just did sign up for some more overtime uh, starting next week, I think. But I'm going to enjoy these lovely four days of whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> How about you? What's going on, Todd? Not much. Uh, just playing all of the video games and spending a lot of time with the cats. They've been really needy the last couple of days. I don't know what's going on with them. They've been like super aggressively wanting attention. Huh. No. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's transition into something we mentioned. Uh, any games you've been playing or anything you're uh, excited for upcoming? Uh, I, that's probably one of the things. Well, that's going to be a struggle for the next couple of days. Do I actually get any of these creative projects done? Or am I, or am I going to spend four days video gaming? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time for the exciting conclusion. But you had a plethora of video game news, Todd. Yeah. One of the biggest news, and we talked about this a bit uh, a while ago. It was merely rumored. But uh, one of the biggest news of the year that I'm super excited for, Knights of the Old Republic confirmed... We're getting a full remake, not a not a remaster, not a not a just like an HD upscale or anything, but a full remake in the same vein that Final Fantasy VII had its full remake. It's happening! It's happening! So they've said uh, they are rewriting some of the the storyline elements, adding new quests, adding new things. There, they're redoing the graphics, they're redoing the UI. So a whole bunch of new content on top of uh, the original game that we know and love. It's happening, meat bags. <laughs> um, uh, there's there, there was a little bit of, uh, of, of Twitter bro controversy over it, but uh, I'm not too worried about it. About what? Um, who, who would be upset about this, this? So there was two board. points of contention. There's the, 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 yeah, a PlayStation exclusive, which, if you remember, the original one was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not te- it's not a full PlayStation exclusive. Uh, they did say that PC will be coming at the same time as as PlayStation, so we have that confirmed. Oh, okay. Um, it's, so it's only the only delay is for Xbox. Yeah, only Xbox, and if there's a Switch version, which oh, there okay. probably would be. Yeah. Um, and then the second point of contention is a little bit more on the bro anti-SGW kind of thing. One of the writers, one of the, the writers on this is named Sam Max. Um, she is a controversial person on Twitter where she she does a lot of uh, has a lot of tweets with like down with the patriarchy. She's she's. Uh, an avid feminist, which gotcha. a lot of Star Wars fans of the old guard and the douchebag variety mm. tend to take exception to. 
Ew, girls touching my Star Wars. It's not just girls. It's the fact that she's openly said she did not like the original Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. She has said that her favorite film is The Last Jedi, Mm. and she doesn't like the original trilogy. So those are all red flags for a lot of different different reasons. Gotcha. But... uh, She's friends with Matt Mercer, so I, I trust Matt Mercer. He, he's, he's a good judge of character. She has done other work on other things that turned out fine, so I don't think it's going to be an issue. I, I really have no problem with it. The only red flag to me is the last. her favorite Star Wars film is The Last Jedi. That's a huge red flag for me. That's, that's a little bit of get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, that's... any any. The, the, if you say your favorite Star Wars film is anything outside the original trilogy, Rogue One, or Episode One, I can see Episode One for prequel era when you were a child and that was your Star Wars. I can see that as your favorite Star Wars film. Mm. But if you say Episode Two, Three, Seven, Eight, or Nine are your favorite films, those are huge red flags to me. <laughs> I, uh, I okay, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Uh, I highly doubt one. So is she like uh, what uh, a writer on the, what What's her position on this? She's uh, a writer. So, so some of the storyline elements that they're rewriting for the remaster or the, the remake are, are, would be under her purview. Mm-hmm. I think people overestimate how much one person in the entire collaborative effort, uh, what it takes to get a freaking game made. Like yeah. I, people, People are flying off the handle over like, oh, my God, there's one person going to destroy my Star Wars. Like, calm down. Yeah, calm exactly. Down. Yeah. Exactly. This is not going to be a problem. All right. It's still going to be Knights of the Old Republic. It's still going to be amazing. I'm excited. That little reveal trailer was pretty rad or teaser. Yes. Or whatever. Um, the other one that was a lot of fun, just very brief, but shows the... Uh, the style that we would expect the reveal for Marvel's Wolverine. Yes. And we had a little bit more about that. Uh, The devs talked about that uh, in an interview either yesterday or today. So we're getting a, we're getting a Marvel's Wolverine by the same people that did Spider-Man. So a lot of the big rumors is it might be a connected universe with the Spider-Man game. Mm -hmm. And if so, Maybe we get team-ups. Maybe we get further games in that franchise in the Marvel Universe. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big future, an open future for that universe. But um, the game director that did an interview said it is going to be a more mature and open-world universe for uh, the Wolverine game. So... Uh, people are expecting it to be heavily story driven rather than like, you know, in, in the Spider-Man game, it's your free reign. You, you do the missions at your own pace, you mm-hmm. web sling around New York and just enjoy the game. Yeah. Um, Wolverine. Uh, I think people are expecting more of a sort of uh, on story driven yeah. on rails. So I see that that's yeah. I think Spider-Man is more of a character that I, I think that sort of style of, of having more free reign and just focusing on the experience of being Spider-Man and, you know, stopping everyday crimes and then going after your, your, 
rogues gallery of villains and whatnot, where Wolverine, that the character, as we've grown to know him, especially through the movies and everything, you know, not just comics, but how we've grown to know him and how like Hugh Jackman portrayed him and everything. It's, it feels like they would want to tell a more personal story. Uh, yeah. with he doesn't give a shit about somebody getting mugged. Yeah, like he might he might it. stop it if it's on his way, but uh, he's not going to go out his way to stop something like that. Uh, yeah, if a lady is getting harassed in the dive bar that he's in, then maybe he'll go and like throw some guys through a window or something. But exactly, he's not you know going to go running around Manhattan or whatever like Spider Man and helping old ladies cross the street or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's Insomniac Games. Those are the guys who do those. Yes, that would be interesting if they did kind of uh, like the MCU. They I mean, there's there's plenty of Marvel games throughout the history of video games where there's, you know, they they throw every character they want in there. But I guess that I never thought about that would be kind of cool if they if one studio decided to launch a continued universe in just like several games. So instead, like an MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, got a Marvel gaming universe. (laughs) That would be actually incredible. Yeah, and building up towards like an Avengers level event, you know. Yeah, and they could have a game the size of like a Red Dead Redemption with all kinds of Marvel characters that you could play, switch out and play. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be amazing, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my God. Uh, Also, Spider-Man 2 announced. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 was announced, same studio. Um <clears throat> they uh it's it's coming sooner rather than later. It's uh, I think early next year. Um and we it's both Peter Parker and Miles Morales in the same game, so they're teaming up and none other than fucking Venom voiced by fucking Tony Todd. Oh shit. <laughs> nice. Yes. That's rad. Yeah, so one of the <laughs> one of the gaming greats voice actors, Tony Todd, Tony is Todd. going to be voicing Venom. Voice actor in general. If you need yeah. if you need a movie, a cartoon, a video game, if you need somebody to deliver your grandma's eulogy, like Tony Todd, holy shit. <laughs> one of the greatest uh, uh, voice acting voices ever. Yeah. That's rad. That's exciting. Um God of War Ragnarok. Yes. The official title. Yeah. So that one is also coming sooner rather than later. I think that's coming at the end of this year, uh, Christmas uh, time. Uh, We have the God of War's take on the Norse gods Mm. and Thor looks fucking amazing. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen any of the images yet. Yeah, I I saw that. It it looked like uh, the big Thorbowski. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> just fat no cares thor uh-huh uh and I you think, know he's gonna fuck some shit up uh-huh i think i read something that this is gonna be the the final entry in the entire god of war franchise or just what they're doing here with the north god stuff um i think it might be kratos's i think they might finally kill off kratos yeah so they'll continue the god of war franchise for sure but it'll be somebody else taking it boy will take up the mantle okay boy I feel like hasn't kratos i haven't played all the games and i watched meg play a couple of them but isn't kratos one of those characters where he just dies every other day anyway like a god gets I, kills him and then they find an excuse to bring him back for reasons i i think so i've only played like three of the god of war games yeah. and i think the last one i played was on the psp 
of all <laughs> things. Wow. So, yeah, I've been meaning to pick up uh, the the Last God of War. In fact, I think before Ragnarok comes out, I will pick up this the Last God of War and play it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that one's uh, that one's coming sooner rather than later. Cool. We had uh, a bit of a milestone for one of my favorite games. That uh, it's actually probably the greatest redemption story in video game history. Ooh, okay. uh, you remember the game No Man's Sky? Yeah. The space game, uh, you, you survive in space, you, you craft your, your, you find, find resources and fly your ship and craft things. And, and it's just a general like survival game. Yeah. Well, when it terribly old, right? Just a few years. It's five years old now, right. five or six years old. And uh, when it launched, it was one of the worst reviewed disasters of a launch ever because mm-hmm. it was overpromised and underperformed like the 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 studio that was that made it was a small tiny studio only like 20 or 30 people the the lead developer had huge huge ideas for what the game was going to be and sony unfortunately rushed it sony uh bought the studio and put it as a uh a sony not exclusive but a sony like premiere game that was like one of their uh e3 big announcement games and they pushed it hard Mm -hmm. um so they hyped the fuck out of it and unfortunately the game was not ready uh, upon completion and it bombed it was buggy as fuck it didn't deliver on half of the promises that it said it was going to deliver on Mm -hmm. there was no multiplayer or to speak of at all in the game and then they patched it uh like a day or two later and they they had multiplayer in it but the multiplayer was not even multiplayer it was literally you saw the other players discoveries and you could see like an echo of them that they had been there it was it was garbage it was it was it was trash i still liked it because it was a space survival game and that really there really wasn't one out at that time and i enjoyed it but it was like a mile wide inch deep there was there was no content there was nothing to do once you passed like the first 10 hours it was all identical yeah. well the big milestone that we have reached finally is after five years they, they've gone from mostly negative reviews on steam and on metacritic to now mostly positive reviews for after five fucking years the reason being <laughs> is the studio hello games has been for free releasing major content upgrades every three to six months for the past five fucking years they just released a brand new major content update this week Hmm. so there there's been constant improvement on this game and uh, it's definitely at a state where i it's not really up your your gaming style but other people if if you like space sims if you like survival games i highly highly recommend no man's sky giving it a try it's it's good uh it's good for at least 100 200 hours of gameplay it's good for people who like to jump in and play like an hour at a time and mm-hmm. feel like you've accomplished something if you if you have very little time to play a video game you can play no man's sky for a short period and feel like you've done something 
It's kind of like uh, what Meg was doing with uh, Stardew, just like uh, logging in or, you know, turning it on and okay, I'll, you know, check a few things off my to-do list, you know, build these crops, whatever, and, you know, call it a day. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's my, you, you can play this however you want to play. You can play like the space combat sim where you go out and you search after fights in space. You can play it on ground. Like you, you stay on one planet and you just farm and build, build up a huge base on your one planet, or you can play the economy game where you try to make as much money as possible, or you can play just like as an explorer where you go out and search the infinite universe because there's literally an infinite universe. Like the, they said um, so far, even after five, five or six years, this game's been out, like the universe in game has only been charted at point like zero one or zero zero one percent or something like that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you can uh, you can re like everything you explore and find you can rename your whatever you want it to name and upload it, and then if somehow somebody else randomly comes across your worlds that you've explored, they will see those names. Hmm. So, so. It's, is it like being infinitely built upon, or is it just there is a set playground? It's just so ridiculously huge that people have barely yeah. touched it. Yeah, that's it. It they it was procedurally generated at the beginning where uh well the planets themselves have not been generated the the galaxy the entire universe has. So each one of the galaxies have been generate generated but the planets within them aren't generated until people find them. It's like trying to get to the end of the Netflix originals. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep coming. They keep coming. <laughs> never stop uh, was that a was that an snl sketch a while ago or something where some of them are just like like the the titles are just like fillers like all it is is just like a picture with a title on it and it makes zero sense but it's just filler because nobody expects somebody to actually click on it <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody does and then you see like a, the red alert sound at netflix hq it's like oh god somebody clicked on it quick let, let's put together a show <laughs> I think that was an SNL sketch. I forget. Uh, oh, you were talking about um, them spending the last five years still building on this shit since launch. That kind of reminds me of an article I saw the other day about um, uh, Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077. They're still hacking away at that. And I guess um, CD Projekt Red just hired modders for Witcher 3. Um, yeah. hired them onto their team to help them out improving Cyberpunk 2077 and to uh, uh, develop better tools for modding Cyberpunk as well. Yeah, so they 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 did say that they want to support uh, Cyberpunk, even though it was an abject failure and a disaster, and it still kind of is to this day. Um, they've had some, some improvement patches, um, but it still remains mostly in the same state it was at launch. Um, there have been no major content uh, additions. There have been no major like quality of life changes. And there's still a lot of major bugs in the game. Um, mm. But yeah, they did hire uh, modders that are familiar, that are, that were big in the Witcher three modding community and also had done some uh, mods for the, uh, for, 
Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Uh, so hopefully that uh, increases the amount of content that's added to the game in the next couple of patches. But uh, I, I I think this is a game that that if if it does become good, it won't become good for at least another two two years down the road. We mm. have to wait for the first major content additions, the first major. Uh, expansion packs or, or whatever they're going to do with that. If they're going to do expansion packs, DLCs, or just patch content additions. Yeah. Well, good. Two years or so. That's probably around when I'll get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still a, a good story. It's still a fun experience for a few hours, but it, and it's still a unique, unique game in a, a world that's not very explored cyberpunk ish but uh it's it's it needs work and it was not the the masterpiece that everybody was hoping for all right well well speaking of masterpieces in my opinion they also announced sony announced a uh ps5 uh port or, well remaster actually not port a remaster for the ps5 for Uncharted, um, not the entire series. I mean, the, the first three games were already remastered for PS4 and uh, uh, collected, I forget what the official title was of the collected edition was, uh, but for the final game, uh, or the final two games, Uncharted, uh, Thief's End, and The Lost Legacy. So it's basically Uncharted 4, and then The Lost Legacy was originally meant to be like a DLC for that, but then it kind of grew into its own full game. Um, both of those are getting remastered for the PS5 and the uh, Legacy of Thieves collection, and they'll also be available on PC uh, early next year. Nice. Maybe um, I'll actually play them if they show up on PC. They're fucking good, man. Yeah. I mean, I know, again, it's more my bread and butter, the very story driven on Rails thing, but it's just, I mean, you just feel like fucking Indiana Jones. It's cool as shit. <laughs> nice. Um, uh what we else? mentioned stardew valley uh two bits of news for that um stardew valley has officially sold 15 million copies god damn it's a single developer that made that even if like even if the publisher takes half of that money he still made minimum of like 30 to 40 million for that i wonder just based on his fan base because not only that but the guy is like so cool as shit and down to earth uh, like uh, to this day like continuing to add new content and everything he's um, i heard i think meg's said on the podcast before like is she fell in love with it not just because of how great the game was but also you know when she was looking up um tips and tricks and whatever and she she basically joined the community of fans who i don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head but concerned uh, ape is his like handle handle yeah um just found out like how what a what a decent guy he is like people would regularly post like oh i've got this problem i can't figure out what's going on and he himself would like randomly show up in the communities and and post solutions for people yeah he doesn't have to take the time to do that but he does. Yeah. I wonder now, now that uh, he's been interviewed about his uh, new project, he's keeping it very tight lipped. He's not saying what it is, but he says he's hard as worked at, at, he's hard at work at this new thing. 
Unfortunately, that means no more new content for Stardew at this time. Yeah, but- that's the second part of the news is of Stardew's officially end of life on content updates. He does he has said he does not rule out any more content if it comes to him and if he has time to do it. But he has said there are no current plans for additional content. Yeah, it's understandable. Working on a new thing, you gotta give that your full attention, especially when yeah. you're one dude. Um anyway, what I was gonna what my point was, I wonder if I wonder how this plays out. Like based on his reputation and the um, the fan base for Stardew, uh, will this new project, whatever it turns out to be, whether people eventually judge it as just as good as Stardew, better or no, he he, you know, his sophomore was effort a one was, hurt. yeah, he was a one hit wonder. Probably the beginning sale. You think the the sales will just skyrocket anyway, just because based on the 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 existing fan base. Yeah, I think I think the initial initial spike in sales, the moment it releases or the moment it becomes available for pre-order, it'll be huge. It'll be he'll sell a million or more copies. Whether or not the game is good and unique and interesting, that's what determines if the it'll be like a one week of great sales and the second week he'll sell fifty copies. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, but that's the way it is with indie developers yeah for sure um i think that was pretty much most of the i don't know if you had any any other specific ones that you were excited for i saw the ones that i mean i'm not really into but there's you know gran turismo 7 uh, uh oh there was a there's a remaster or remake remaster of alan wake coming oh yeah that was announced uh, this week yeah i, yeah, I was uh, had cult classic i had a free version of that on the xbox that i never ended up playing i finally played it because it oh go ahead sorry just because it wasn't my style of game it's the story on rails kind of game yeah story on rails it had a cool like horror element to it and it was very um kind of book nerdy because he's an author who you know goes off to this secluded cabin in the mountains to write his new horror book and then he starts to have like weird visions and some sort of evil presence. He's not sure if it's real or fake or if it's all in his head. So it's, it's a cool kind of mind trippy story. Um, Bayonetta four still coming Four no news or three. Sorry. Bayonetta three. I was going to say, I forgot there was even a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because it was announced like three or four years ago, but we just, the, the, the studio is still working on it and Nintendo says it's not ready for release yet. So, Okay, but they're yeah. working on it. They're still working on it. Plat- the Platinum is the developer behind it. Says it's proud of Bayonetta three and wants to show it, yeah. but Nintendo won't release any footage just yet. Okay, it's their Metroid Prime four. Now, really, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and we uh, the on the other PlayStation showcase. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is we got our first gameplay look at the Borderlands spinoff, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It oh. looks bonkers i want to play this so bad (laughs) and they have confirmed it will be on ps4 and ps5 though i don't see anything about pc so that makes me disappointed yeah all right cool uh anything else games or should we move on no i think that's it for the games uh oh steam had its 15 year anniversary damn yeah that's crazy 
that's like trying to remember back to a world before like smartphones or something. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. I remember the first thing I got on Steam. The original reason why I downloaded Steam was to play Counter Strike. Counter Strike 1.6 before it even made it to CS:GO or anything. So, or CS uh, CS Source was after 1.6. I wonder, can you sort your library by like purchase date? I wonder what my first Steam purchase was. Maybe it was Half-Life 2. Might be Half-Life 2. Uh, I know because you had to have Half-Life 2 to have uh, Counter-Strike back then. So uh, me, it was the Half-Life collection. So it was Half-Life, it was Ricochet, it was Counter-Strike, it was, I think Black Mesa was on there. Yeah. The whole collection. It was probably that. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Steam. Continue to take all of our goddamn money. <laughs> uh, well, other stuff that happened this week, uh, stuff that we watched. Meg and I watched Shang-Chi and goddamn <sighs> God. It's so I know I'm you're being the responsible one. You are playing it safe, not going to theaters. I was Meg and I have made a few exceptions. Um, Shang-Chi, Black Widow. Uh, what else do we see? Oh, Free Guy. We went and saw Free Guy and um, uh, A Quiet Place Part Two. Um, so we've made a few exceptions. We try to hit up the uh, the Regal over here has five dollar matinees on Tuesdays. So we do that. We wait a couple weeks, you know, till the thing's been out for a while and we can get in there with like barely anybody. We almost have the whole place to ourselves. So we feel reasonably safe. Um, Shang-Chi was the first time we went and uh, we went on the $5 Tuesday, but it's only been out for about a week or so. And it was pretty packed and I was a bit uncomfortable, <laughs> but the movie was fucking great. And I'm glad that we went it. Um but it was also, ugh, it was the first experience that we've been since going back to the theaters that we remembered why we stopped going to the theaters because we, we stopped going to movies even quite a ways before COVID hit. And it was because we had so many experiences with fucking terrible people in the movie theaters, you know, like parents who don't control their screaming unruly kids, people on their fucking cell phones with the brightness like blasting you in the middle of a dark theater, people like idiots talking throughout the movie, all that shit. So Shang-Chi, packed house, multiple people on their phones, like getting the blasting, like bright LED light from multiple angles. Like, urgh. it was ugh. like I, I, I managed to break past it and just suck it up and enjoy the movie because I was enjoying the movie a lot. You know, Meg has less of a tolerance. She's just like sitting there boiling with rage when she tried <laughs> her best because she did really love the hell out of the movie too. But once she got, once the credits were rolling, she's like, fuck, like I remember why we stopped going to movies. Um, but that was our fault. We should have waited a few weeks, um, just waited until it'd been out several weeks and then go and catch in the matinee and have the whole place to ourselves. But um, obviously I can't say anything. I can't spoil anything, but man, Todd, you're going to love it that's that's it that's it's it's marvel it's it's our beloved mcu meets solid martial arts fantasy it that's all i've been asking for yep yep i've been saying it i've been saying it for 10 damn years (laughs) you know i've been saying it (laughs) oh shit so yes good times thank you marvel for that uh one thing i do have to mention aquafina 
Um, if you're not familiar with her, amazing uh, uh, Chinese slash Korean actress and comedian rapper from the Bronx. <laughs> um, she's fucking hysterical. If you're not familiar with her yet, you will be once you see the movie. She's kind of uh, his um, uh, the main hero's best friend. And um, again, that's really all I can say without spoiling any of the movie she, whatsoever. But she was the thief in the Ocean's 8 remake, right? Yes, she was in Ocean's 8. Yeah, with uh, Sandra Bullock and the rest of them. Um, she she did an incredible dramatic performance, supposedly, that I've been meaning to see. I just haven't got around to it in the movie called The Farewell, which is um, like a family drama. And she won a Golden Globe for that. Um, but what I had been seeing, what Megan and I had been seeing for a while, commercials on Comedy Central for a show um, with her and uh, it's called Nora from Queens. And it's basically loosely based on her real life. Like her, her mom died at a young age. So she grew up living with her dad and grandma in New York. And it's just, it's like stoner comedy. She's kind of, she's like 27 and still living at home and she's a total bum and she bounces from shitty job to shitty job and just lying around and fucking around. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, her grandma is another prominent Asian actress and I, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but the grandma's fucking hysterical and like foul mouthed. And it's just, it, it's a hilarious half hour comedy. Uh, it's all on HBO max. If you want to check it out, we've been, that's been our new go-to for since we finished Bojack Horseman <laughs> as our latest, like 30 minute wind down for the night show. <laughs> that's the new one is Nora from Queens. So, but yeah. Oh, I saw a headline that, Rob Zombie actually congratulated Shang-Chi for destroying his previously held Labor Day movie record, <laughs> box office record, because the last movie that held the box office record for Labor Day was Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween remake. <laughs> yeah. Labor Day traditionally has not been a film like film friendly weekend that's yeah. the weekend that people want to be outside usually yeah but, so so the previous record holder was the halloween remake from rob zombie which got 30 million over labor day weekend shang chi 90 million and we're still in the middle of a pandemic people 90 yeah. fucking million yeah like that that would have been good pre-pandemic uh-huh so Shang-Chi has uh, most deservedly, he has earned his uh, newest Avenger status. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but this week, I think they still raked in like 60 or 70 million. So it's not like bad numbers for this week either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to keep going to the moon. Oh, I want to watch it so bad. I might, I might break down and watch it next weekend. All right. Just try to aim for like a, a matinee low crowd yeah. and hopefully uh, you know, buy a cheaper ticket too. Well, I work, you know, my schedule, but I, so I, my only choice is to watch it on a weekend. So I'm, I'm hoping to like watch it like on a Sunday morning. Mm. Maybe I'll wake up early like Sunday and then try to catch like a noon showing or something. Maybe it'll be empty then. Just invest in a hazmat suit. Then you can go out. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got no worries. You can just go and enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're walking in the theater, the kids thinking like the government's coming for ET. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the 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 masks that the the PC peripheral uh, razor has put out? No, they're, they're crazy. They, they've got these like big ventilators and some of them have full face shields on them, oh, like... but they have RGB on it. So they... <laughs> so do. Of course, it's right. Ra- it's uh, it's, it's razors for all your cyber goth ninja needs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll get one of those. Uh, I'm part of the problem. That actually sounds pretty rad. <laughs> 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 oh jesus um oh this past week was the uh rick and morty finale did you are you been catching up with those i have watched some rick and morty i haven't watched this i think i'm like two episodes or three episodes behind okay yeah that's the end of season five already they go by in a blink but i think that was a solid 10 episodes or so did you see the the weird live action promos they were doing? Yes, with Christopher Lloyd and yes. uh, that kid from from it. Uh, I don't remember his name either. Jaden Jaden Martell. But yeah, that was fantastic. I, I saw uh, a little article, uh, a little interview with whoever did the directing on those little live action promos. And everybody wants to know, like, oh, my God, are these like teasers for a full, full blown live action episode or something? He said, no, no, no. It's just promos that Adult Swim wanted us to make. And um, and Christopher Lloyd was, of course, their first choice for Rick. And thankfully, he he agreed. He, he has actually commented before that he has seen the show, some of the show, and he really enjoys it. And he says, like, oh, he said something to the effect of like he thinks Rick is, is basically like an, an alternate version of Doc Brown if he just went a different path, or they're like long lost brothers or something who just went separate paths for, in science. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. They're, they're, I think they only released three of them so far, but the uh, director said that they shot a ton, like over the course of a day. So it's possible they'll see more of those. But they, he said that those three were the their the ones that made them laugh the most. So those were their three best picks to throw out. Adult Swim will trickle those out like for years. Yeah. If they, if they have hours of footage from that, they, they, they will trickle those out for a while. Yeah, they have to. I just love the one. I think it was the last one that they released where it's a callback to the very first episode when uh, Morty he's he's seizuring on the garage floor for some reason like he ingested a thing it was like a some sort of space seed that rick made him steal and he shoved it up his ass because that was the only what played his place to keep it hidden or something and then it dissolved and it made him just sit there and like his brain melted while he's lying on the garage floor and meanwhile rick is just like bouncing off the walls going like rick and morty forever 100 years rick and morty rick and morty.com <laughs> blah, blah, blah. and to see christopher lloyd going unhinged like that 100 years morty uh, uh that's fantastic <laughs> Let's see. I've got uh, a smattering of movie news uh, since we we already got a little bit into the Marvel stuff. Oh, oh, another thing. We've got two weeks of of what if. Oh, yeah. We had evil Doctor Strange, which was. Fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah, that I, I know the the 
T'Challa as Star-Lord episode hit hard, mm -hmm. but the Doctor Strange one was for me, and I'm I'm biased because Doctor Strange is, is my favorite out of the Marvel films so far. Uh, that was so fucking good. That was just the best. Yeah. I it's want an entire like series of of that. Yeah. And a great, you know, uh, a great tragedy built into a, a quick half hour episode. It felt like a like a classic Twilight Zone episode with, yeah. you know, on a on a Marvel budget. <laughs> um, you know, strange. Basically the 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 headline was what if strange instead of losing his hands, he lost his heart. And that's uh, indicating that uh, his longtime girlfriend in an alternate universe where she was actually in the car with him when he had his horrific wreck on the road and she dies and it becomes a, uh, a fixed point in time. He learns that he cannot change. It's uh, it's funny. I, I saw a little uh, bit from the uh, writer directors of, the of yeah the writers of what if yeah they said they wished they had used the terminology from loki to, to keep the but unfortunately they had they had done their episodes way before loki because it was animated and so they had to do it on a, a timetable yeah so that so if they knew the the groundwork the uh the canon that was going to take place in loki of those things being nexus events as opposed to just a fixed point in time they would have used that terminology but anyway same same thing basically he uh strange he goes he has his tragedy you know he doesn't lose his ability to work he loses you know the love of his life so he goes on his mystic quest and you know does the whole thing gains his powers and stuff but then he is tempted to use the eye, the eye of Agamotto to go back in time and stop the tragic event. from happening. And uh, very reminiscent of the, uh, I think HG Wells time machine. Cause I think that's how that story kicks off. Um, or he goes back trying to prevent his uh, wife or girlfriend's death. I forget her fiance or something. Um, but uh, every time, she just bites it in a different way. Like it's destined to happen. Like time corrects itself somehow. And it happens again and again and again. He's losing his mind and, uh, and just falling into despair and then goes full on evil strange. He's like, fine, I'm going to search for like the most powerful, all the power in the universe to make this happen. And uh, a little cameo uh, for the, um, the ancient one, the ancient one. Um, not Kate Blanchett, uh, other very white lady. <laughs> <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Other, Tilda other Swinton. white lady that is not a Tibetan actress because they didn't want to use a Tibetan actress at the time. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> um, so yeah. Cameo. Tilda, from Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. She's, she's warning him, like explains, like, yes, this is a fixed point. There's nothing you can do. Don't go, go down this road, Stephen. You're, you're just going to cause great pain and et cetera. And if you, there's, and she lets slip, I believe she's the one who lets slip that yes, there, it is possible um, with enough power, but you, in doing so, you would destroy the fabric of the universe. Like you would the literally. fabric of this reality. Of this reality. Yeah. So he's, so. Uh-uh, you shouldn't have said it was possible because then what does he do? He goes on that quest and starts conjuring up all sorts of Lovecraftian horrors 
He he literally goes back in time to Agamotto's li- uh, library, the lost right. library of Agamotto. So mm-hmm. the 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 person that created the time stone or or harnessed the time stone mm-hmm. uh, himself. So he goes back to his library and starts <clears throat> and slows down time to basically learn the entire library. Meanwhile, the the keeper of the library ages and basically dies while strange is there yeah and he's gobbling up all this power absorbing the life forces i guess of these monsters from alternate dimensions and uh i think it's immortal not just monsters from the other dimensions i think he's pulling like the life force out of the entire area because if you notice the beginning of the, the the episode when he gets there um it's in a like lush jungle and then by the end of the episode, it does like a pan out shot and it's a desert around him. Oh, I didn't catch that. Forgot about it. Yeah. Hmm. So I think he's literally sucking the life force out of the world at that point. Yeah. So he essentially becomes a godlike figure with just you know yeah there's a, uh, a great montage himself. <laughs> yeah, there's a great montage scene of him summoning and and sucking the power out of all these different demons and and yeah until he has enough power to go back to the event on the bridge and reverse the event that could not be reversed the he like pulls the car he freezes time pulls the car out of the water or uh, you off the side of the bridge or whatever wherever it was and uh pulls Christine, I think was her name. Yeah. 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 Christine. And, you know, pulls her like lifeless body and, and just brings life back to it. And he, for a minute, he goes into, I guess, while he's doing this, um, he goes into full monster mode. He's like, he's turned into like the beast <laughs> from beauty and the beast or something, or like Look, he, Ganon he, in monster form or something. <laughs> yeah. He's an amalgamation of like the different monsters that he's sucked the power out of. Yeah. And so he's doing this. Meanwhile, she's waking up back to life and she's confused as hell and sees this monster staring at her. And uh, meanwhile, all of reality, as promised, is breaking around them. It's just like dripping away and uh, and dissolving away, uh, including her. And only then does he see, yeah, he fucked up (laughs) and all of reality just encloses around. I think he creates some sort of like protective shield around just the two of them. And then they're just the only beings in existence, but she dies. And not before, not before we get our awesome strange versus strange fight. We, oh, right. we I just forgot all about that. Yeah. You completely forgot about that. So the ancient one goes to another version of strange mm-hmm. and basically says, or to himself before he picks up the eye of Agamotto the first time and decides to, to change reality. Um, she goes to him and says, well, you do this yourself. Uh, you're, you're the, the big, you're the big bad in this, this, this story. And yeah. uh, you have to go stop yourself from ending the universe. So, we yeah. get this big old strange versus strange fight. It's awesome. And then eventually evil strange wins anyway. Yeah. So he absorbs his other half into himself. That's the final piece of the puzzle. Gains all the power and then he's able to bring her back. But then only to watch 
everything collapse around them. Um, it literally all of that reality gets uh, reduced down to just a little bubble with him there and uh, dying Christine there in his arms and she dissolves away just like the rest of reality. And he's just left there in his bubble alone crying and like a, like a great twilight zone episode. <laughs> it's just like, fuck. and even, Oh yeah. Another thing I forgot at some point he gains so much power that he's able to see the watcher looking over him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, he like, noticed him before he, he, he felt his presence after he had absorbed one of the demons. He had felt the watcher's presence before, yeah. but he couldn't, he couldn't see him. But mm-hmm. when the reality is crumbling around him, he can actually converse with the watcher. Yeah. And he's like, you do something. He is like, nope, I can't intervene. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. And uh, then the latest episode, the Marvel Zombies, which I was very much looking forward to. I read a couple of those books back in the day. I think there's several of them now, but uh, I mean, you can pick up any of them and they're just, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's zombies slowly. Zombie taking over the yeah. Uh, what was really interesting is that they're still um, intelligent. Like, Somewhat intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Like the... zombie Tony Stark is still in his armor and blasting away, you know, before he runs in to bite you. Um, but yeah, it kicks off with, uh, uh, infinity war where Hulk banner is, uh, launched back down to earth, um, into the, uh, New York sanctum sanctum. And, uh, but this time strange and Wong are nowhere to be found. And so he is in there talking to himself like, hello, anybody around steps out on the street and sees everything's like you know, in wreckage, like, what the hell, what is going on? Like, oh no, I'm too late. Like Thanos is here. And then, nope, (laughs) there's Thanos. Yeah. Thanos's minions come down and they start, they're preaching to everybody. And, and Hulk is looking around. He's like, where the is everybody? Yeah. And then, uh, but then the Avengers arrive to stop him. Oh yeah. You're in trouble now. Go get them. You know, Tony and whoever you see, there's, you know, clearly, Iron Man has has come into this picture. Uh, I think you see an arrow fly or something. So, it's you know, it's Iron Man, Strange, and Wong that show up first. Right. Oh, yeah, because that's what happens at the beginning of uh, Infinity War. Um, so there's a, you know, a, a scuffle. And, you know, when the dust settles, uh, or as the dust is settling, uh, Banner starts to notice, like, whoa, okay, you guys, are, you're being a little extreme there. Like, he notices them, like, lunging at them, you know, biting and stuff. And then eventually the dust clears and he sees they're fucking zombies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he heads for the hills. I forget where it goes from there, how he ends up meeting up with everyone else. I think uh, I want to say Spider-Man gets him out of there. Yeah, Spider-Man rescues him. Yeah. So Pete is one of the, the few survivors and brings him back to the rest of the uh, uh, survive, the rest of the heroes, basically. Um, the we had we had a Koye, uh, we had Carter, we had uh, oh, happy, Pete. yeah, happy, and then, then uh, John Favreau, great, <laughs> the, the guy from uh, X Con, the Baba Yaga. What's what oh, was yeah. his name? Yeah, uh, oh my god, Kurt, Kurt, yeah, yeah, the the Slavic uh, uh, friend of Ant Man. Basically, he's screaming about Baba Yaga <laughs> uh, again. Uh, uh, 
oh what's his, the actor's name Dan, damien delmaston um uh, the um polka dot man david das Malchin. yes been popping up a few times this month uh yeah super awesome so yeah they uh they end up on the run trying to find the cure and what what the i thought was really inventive what was really ingenious was the source of the zombie plague the quantum realm basically so some sort of crazy virus or something that that originated from the quantum realm this brings us back to ant-man 2 where they bring back uh bring back the mom uh janet 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 van dyne yeah Janet van dyne yeah she ends up or hank goes down to to find her rescue her and she turns and boom all zombified attacks hank he comes back um in the you know the pod thing yeah they both come back in the pod and yeah and and they attack uh ant-man yeah and then uh, it all goes downhill from there hope yeah so hope makes it out uh but she's guilt-ridden because she's the one who wanted to go in and save her mom in the first place it was her experiment and whatnot so uh she's um just riddled with broken with the uh the guilt that she basically ruined, like wrecked the earth. But she, along with the rest of the heroes, they try to go for safety. And I think uh, at some point they, oh, they find out about some like. Uh, there's rumors of colony. a cure. Yeah. A colony somewhere, a safe zone where there's a cure. So that's where they're headed. And they go through a, a subway system, which of course you're going to go to some dark, dank, spooky place with zombies abound. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool zombie fights down there. Unfortunately, Happy bites it, but in kind of a hilarious way because Happy being happy, he's got the little iron, the like the repulsor glove thing, and he's just going around like blam, blam, blam. Are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then even as he's, as he's getting dragged away to his doom, blam, 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 blam. And then I think even if you listen closely, when he's in zombie form, he's slowly groaning or trying to groan, blam. <laughs> But yeah um but they finally they make it on the on the uh the subway or train or whatever get out of there hope unfortunately has been scratched so she's soon to be zombified and she actually goes into giant mode to get them across this giant field of zombies separating them from the safe zone from the facility which i i think it does it turn out to be the actual the avengers campus no it's camp Lejeune or something like that it's it's the one it's the they've used it multiple times in avengers it's uh the one that they go back in time for an infinity war oh, okay it's yeah the, it's the a camp, military base it's a military base it's the, yeah. the one that, that captain america was trained on it's right the first shield base okay so they get there and it turns out vision is there and he explains they have a, a <clears throat> He discovered that apparently the uh, the soul stone emits some sort of frequency that the zombies don't like. So even though once they get there, they realize, oh, the fence is broken. Like they're just standing there, though. They're not running after us. And uh, that's why there's, you know, a little bit of downtime there where they're getting their bearings. And Vision actually explains to them he realized that they can actually cure or at least he's tested and has been able to use that same uh, frequency, like, like heighten it or expose them to it long enough. And 
and cure them, like reverse the zombie effect. And like, of like, how, how do you know? And then out pops <laughs> Futurama head in a jar, Paul Rudd. <laughs> uh, Scott Lang. Scott Lang, yeah. Uh, jokey as ever, which is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, apparently that's all he could save. So he's just a head in a jar, <laughs> cracking jokes and you know, trying to gallows humor, basically. Um, but at least there's hope now. It's like, okay, oh my god, wait. So we just have to figure out a way to like throw this on the satellites or something, somehow enhance this signal. Okoye goes, Hey, I got that tech over in Wakanda, let's go. And since yeah, we find out Wakanda is like one of the only places that hasn't fallen. Yeah, thanks to the shielding, uh, which is awesome. But then uh, who goes astray? Somebody goes into like the rest of the bunkers, like looking for something. So I think it was uh, a Koye because they were looking for because he had mentioned that Vision had mentioned that they weren't the first people to find him, that so, uh, um, I, T'Challa had found them earlier. Okay. So yeah. they, they they were looking for T'Challa. Oh right, 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 right. Um oh I think it is Bucky that finds him. Yeah, Bucky yeah, was, yeah. was looking and he finds T'Challa basically like the he's got the look on his face and the fear in his voice of like, no, you shouldn't be here. Like baby basically it's a trap. And he's mm-hmm. got he's got one leg gone, amputated. And well, we don't know why it's gone, like, you know, but it's he's got the fear in his eyes of like, no, there's something else going on here. Turns out Vision has in cold storage (laughs) uh, Wanda, who is zombified. But of course, because she's the love of his life, he couldn't bring himself to end her. So instead, he has kept her locked up and is feeding people to her mm-hmm. <laughs> this shit is dark <laughs> including yep. t'challa's freaking leg <laughs> so he hobbles out with bucky all the cards get you know revealed on the table and uh but vision starts to feel the guilt he comes to his senses he's like this was a mistake <laughs> but of course wanda is broken out at this point and all hell is breaking loose and they're like let's get the fuck out of here and uh uh, vision shows him that it tells him there's a quinjet nearby in the you know, nearby hangar. He helps them subdue Wanda for a hot second. And then he actually rips the soul stone from his head saying, you know, killing I'm himself, killing himself, but giving them the stone to go uh, proceed with their plan to launch that frequency to the whole planet. Hopefully to try to cure the zombification. Right, right, right. So they uh yeah pretty awesome i love the whole design of zombie wanda like that yes that was just badass (laughs) yeah it was her costume from wandavision from the end of wandavision yeah yeah um so yeah she goes all zombie scarlet witch on them and they just barely make it out of there um oh vision literally drops the base on her yeah like collapses the base on her he drops the base. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, and as they're flying away on the Quinjet, and I knew this was going to be a problem because um, I forgot to mention earlier, uh, Hope sacrifices herself because they have to get find a way through that whole field, that zombie horde that's just standing there between the train that ran out of gas and the, the base. 
So she chooses, since she's already scratched and she knows that she's only got a limited amount of time left, she sacrifices herself. She just picks everybody up, scoops everybody up in her hands when she goes in giant mode and just walks through the field. And the zombies are slowly like crawling up on her and ganging up on her, but she makes it to gently let them down, you know, behind the baselines. And uh, at that point, she just like passes out and falls into the zombie field. So we know she's just getting eaten and she's toast. But when that happened, I was like, dude, bad move. She should have had the sense to shrink down first because now they're going to have a giant zombie on their hands. Mm -hmm. And sure as shit, they did. They're blasting off the Quinjet and she almost downs the plane as giant zombie hope. (laughs) Uh, But then they end up making it out of there. Yeah, they turn the afterburners on. It burns her hand or something like that. Yeah. Fly off. Yeah. And then the final moments are just a bit of a montage of them getting to Wakanda as the the watcher kind of narrates. Like there's about how they're they've hung on to hope even though you know saving this reality might also doom it and then Mm -hmm. you realize because then you see zombie thanos has arrived so even if they cure the zombie plague thanos is still there yeah (laughs) yeah and we've seen that the zombies still have some control over their powers like Thanos has a glove and has four stones in it. And he yeah. has like a snapping motion that he does. We still have some intelligence. Yeah. And very poignant. Also got to mention one of the final lines delivered by T'Challa Chadwick Boseman is about how I, I, I think because uh, as they're, as they, they've escaped on the Quinjet and there's a, there's a, you know, a moment of rest in the Quinjet after they've survived the scrape with Wanda and they're on their way to Wakanda. I think Peter says something about all the people that he's lost, like, you know, the Uncle Ben, which is the first time he's actually mentioned Uncle Ben by name in the MCU. Yeah. Um, Uncle Ben and, you know, Mr. Stark and et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's like, I can't lose any more people. And T'Challa says something to the extent, I'm going to butcher it because I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it's something about how like they they aren't really gone as long as we remember them or something like that. And that line coming out of Chadwick Boseman, man, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was, man, really solid. I, again, I'm, I'm continuing to be impressed by these what if episodes. I, I, I was thinking this was going to be like, okay, a fun little, little spinoff show I can watch in passing. And I've been absorbed into every episode. It's just as good as any of the other Marvel TV shows that have come out so far, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, one final bit on the MCU. I did see a headline uh, in the ongoing saga of the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit. Uh, apparently, now it's being reported but that the uh, Russo brothers who have been, who helmed everything leading up to the MCU, uh, re, uh, you know, Endgame, Infinity War. I think they started on Cap 2. Yeah, Cap 2 was them. Yeah, and they did most of those major final films. They, of course, took a big long break, but they left the window open about uh, maybe returning someday. And they, they had hinted before they would love to do a Secret Wars movie or something like that. So people thought, oh, that's totally going to happen eventually. But now there's reports that they are very hesitant uh, about returning to the MCU based on how Disney handled or mishandled 
the most would say, uh, the release of Black Widow and, you know, how would those business deals, you know, work out? You know, they, they, they basically they're like we the kinks need to be sorted out as far as the streaming and the profits and whatnot and the agreements before they would come back. Yeah, the old studio ideas and ways of doing things need uh, a relooking in this modern age of streaming. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch said that in an interview too. He kind of uh, said he he didn't really press on like, oh yeah, right on Scarlet, or or he didn't really make sides with anybody. But he basically said like, yeah, it's just a big mess. It's unfortunate, and it really needs to be from here on in the world we live in now. Those uh, those specifics regarding streaming and whatnot really need to be ironed out from the get go with these contracts going forward. So it makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, in more fun news, we got the full trailer for the Matrix Resurrections. Yes, yes yeah. we did. It's definitely taken me back. I it it very much leans on paying tribute to the first film for sure. Um, almost to the point where it feels like a remake, like a soft reboot almost. Kind of. Yeah. And, and it is confirmed that that one character that we were talking about is playing Morpheus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I apologize if I butcher this name. Yeah. 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 Abdul Mateen II. Yeah, he uh, made an Instagram post with one of the screenshots uh, from the trailer. It's you know, his character looking all badass walking down a hallway like you know guns shooting in multiple directions and uh with the uh eyeglasses with the no ear yeah and he uh the simple caption on it on the image was morpheus so i guess that was a way of putting a button on that and clearing up that mess um but yeah it's interesting uh i and also um uh, lawrence fishburne i guess had said in previous interviews that he wasn't sure why he wasn't invited back i'm still holding out hope that they're keeping his involvement a secret yeah that's all i I can do i i agree i i don't know why it wouldn't make sense to to not include him the only other thing i could imagine would be some sort of like like scheduling conflicts or or salary conflict or or some shit like that in which case they might use the uh story choice that they used for the oracle in the original trilogy and the original actor died yeah the original actor died that was you know so they were forced to uh recast her so they they'll probably write off in the same way the the fact that she was found out by the agents like her little neck of the woods that she hid in the matrix away from the agents she was found out and uh had to scrounge up a new form you know to go back into hiding so they'll probably they could they, they could easily explain it away because you choose your own form in the matrix when you're outside the matrix and you enter back into the matrix they they explain how you choose your form in the matrix that's why how everybody looks different with the clothes that they're wearing or they have different haircuts or different uh, appearances like you can choose internally what you look like and maybe now morpheus is getting older and he chooses to look like a younger version of himself he had a little midlife crisis. He wanted to die. He wanted to get some uh, some hair dye and uh, you know a little. He's still uh, bald. The little, actor is still bald. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. He just wanted to look a little younger, a little fitter. Uh, you know, get rid of the the old man jowls and gray beard and whatnot. Yeah. 
So the cameo for him, he'll it'll just be like end credit scene where he unplugs and it's just Lawrence Fishburne there, like, oh man, what a wild ride. He just eats some <laughs> chips or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the official synopsis that they released too, it could just be the wording and fans looking into it deeper, but the wording fans looking deeper into something that doesn't really exist. No, you don't say crazy, right? But uh, but the wording does seem to lean towards the idea that they're not really that they're kind of skirting away from parts two and three. Uh, it's really, I mean, I'll, I'll read it right here. The Matrix Resurrections is a continuation of the story established in the first Matrix film. Uh, reunites Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss as cinematic icons Neo and Trinity, an expansion of the story that ventures back into the Matrix and even deeper down the rabbit hole. Uh, mind-bending new adventure with action and epic scale. It's set in a familiar yet even more provocative world where reality is more subjective than ever and all that's required to see the truth is to free your mind. I mean, it's the Matrix, so they could literally just say, oh yeah, after the episode, after the first movie, you, you were just plugged into the Matrix and the, yeah. the architect was fucking with you and you didn't see and none of that really happened uh you actually didn't save the world and tear down the system yeah i know well at the end if i remember it's been a long time but if i remember correctly they both died at the end of three yes they both die yeah but they succeeded in they didn't tear down the whole system but they basically pulled away control from the so they came away they came away with an accord with the machines. The machines agreed to leave the people that were in uh Zion alone uh-huh. and they agreed to allow people to start leaving the matrix if they wanted to. If they chose. So they could choose to stay plugged in or leave on their own accord. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, I remember that now. So it's kind of like we can't tear down the system that would destroy everybody. So We'll just bring it back to that sort of, we're giving back the free will at least. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's far into the future where things have gone awry again and, and we've gone back to the infighting and control again. Well, there's other returning characters too. Jada Pinkett Smith is back. Um, Oh, was she? I didn't see her in the trailer. I don't think they showed her in the trailer, but she has been in the casting news. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm definitely intrigued. It looks like fun. It got me back in that 99 patent leather cyberpunk mood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't want to watch any more trailers or read anything else about it. I just want to go into it with an, an open mind and watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Matrix, uh, the original matrix, the first one was a big part of my young teenage years that oh. uh, I really love that film. And dude, it was all of us. We were all there. We all bought the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of old cyberpunk masterpieces, uh, another little headline, Ghost in the Shell anime classic, cyberpunk classic, is getting a 4K remaster. Uh, they just put out a trailer for it, and that is actually going to IMAX theaters this Ooh. Friday. Ooh. Yeah. Don't say that. Uh, another <laughs> tenting you to the theaters. <laughs> Damn it. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's this Friday, the uh, 17th. That's a good one. I never watched the rest of the... I saw the, the two movies, and then they came out with a series, which I, I think there's like fucking hundreds of episodes. It's been on my list of like, if I ever take the time to really deep dive into anime, 
that's yeah. one of those like top shelf ones that I've always heard. Like you have to watch Ghost in the Shell, the series. Uh, yeah, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, Cowboy Bebop, they're like the the top of the the anime. Yeah, absolutely. Must watch. Yeah. Robotech um, is getting a, a a box set release in 4K. Oh yeah. And I think we talked about this with Byron. The rights on that were like super like conflicted and and because there was like two different series released under the Robotech name and so but apparently maybe they ironed that out because now there's a, a big huge box set coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's another one of the, of the anime pantheon from the 80s and 90s that everybody says you must watch. Yeah. Um, in uh, COVID delay news, Paramount. Ooh. Paramount has denied us our beloved Tom Cruise once again. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with another one that got delayed. Oh, there's a couple of them. So, uh, well, this is all under the Paramount banner. So we've got two Tom Cruise things, Top Gun, Maverick, and Mission Impossible 7 delayed again, being pushed to 2022. And Jackass Forever. Ooh. And there's another one too. Uh, I don't think it's Paramount. Yeah, the uh, Furiosa prequel has been delayed another year. Oh yeah, 2024 now. Yeah, yeah. And also related to Mad Max, the uh, Mad Max Deathmobiles are being put up for auction. I saw that, including Furiosa's war rig. I freaking saw that. It's not a gearhead, but uh, I I think I could scrounge around. uh, Ground around some dough. Yeah, the the what is it? The doof mobile the, for the the doof warrior who was the dude. He was like he had some sort of blind face mask on. He had the flaming guitar. Guitars. Here's that one is is up for auction. I think they said there was uh twelve or so surviving vehicles that they did not destroy. Yeah, thirteen <laughs> thirteen vehicles. Thirteen, yeah, available for auction. That's crazy, including one. I didn't even catch this when I originally watched the movie, but there's one they called the Razor Cola, which pays tribute to the original car that uh, Max drove. At Mel Gibson's Mad Max drove in the very original, the first movie, the Interceptor. 1973 XB Falcon Coupe. Yeah. And it's freaking beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. If uh if you're a rich son of a bitch and uh you like buying crazy war vehicle war rigs <laughs> at auction. You know, one of these, at least one of these will end up in Jay Leno's collection. You know that. Oh, of course. His stupid airplane hanger. Jesus. <laughs> That's just it. It's disgusting when you have, that's the level of money when you, you're just disgusting. You have how many cars <laughs> in a hanger? You're disgusting. Uh, well, you know, it's not disgusting, Todd. Burgers. And specifically, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Bob's Burgers movie is uh, officially announced coming Memorial Day weekend next year. The tagline is, in flipping theaters 2022 yeah and the and the tweet from 20th century fox said let's get this patty started (laughs) uh Uh, the puns Uh uh-huh we love hate them in uh disney news uh, i mentioned this earlier i had an owen wilson sighting wow owen wilson okay 
uh, Owen Wilson is set to star in Disney's Haunted Mansion. Yes, another Haunted Mansion movie. I never saw the Eddie Murphy one in what the late nineties, early two thousands, or something. But yeah, I neither heard, did I. Heard it was horrible. Um, yeah, yeah, most of most of his movies from that era were terrible. That was right when he did the uh, he did uh, like Too the little and the the Flummer sequel. Couple of Daddy yeah. Danger movies, I think. Yeah, he was in his movies for his his children. Yeah, he phase. had kids, and so he started making movies for his kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Owen Wilson, our uh, our favorite uh, jet ski time dad, Mobius, <laughs> will be going to the haunted mansion along with uh, Tiffany Haddish. Awesome, she's everywhere. There, and there's rumors that uh, he may show up in Strange too as well. Sweet. So. That'd be awesome. Down with that. And <laughs> and other related news too. Don't forget, there is a Muppets haunted mansion coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is always near and dear to my childhood. Um, yeah, there is a little poster reveal and uh, announcement. There, uh, they've got a little Muppets haunted mansion special coming to Disney Plus on October eighth. So. That's just one of those things. I know it's for kids, but it's still, I will watch it. It's if it's got Muppets on it, I will watch it. One quick bit. uh, Venom changed their release date again. They did. They pushed it up this time. So yeah, yeah, now it's coming out October 1st. We're getting that sooner rather than later. They didn't want to compete with Halloween kills, Dune and hotel Transylvania in the same fucking weekend. Yeah, that would that wouldn't be great. <laughs> well, I need to rewatch the first one. Uh, both Megan and I were saying it's been a while. We only watched it the one time in the theater. I um, still haven't watched it. I think it's on HBO Max. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably catch it. It's good. It was surprisingly. I mean, it's it's not the smartest um, superhero film, but it's just it's solid fun. And yeah, tra- I'm liking the trailers for for part two also for Carnage um and in a random bit of news i pulled just because we're talking to the same sort of more darky spooky stuff um remember a while back we weren't sure it was like if it was a rumor or if it was official that rob zombie was doing a monsters movie well that has actually been confirmed for a while now the monsters as a movie uh what's interesting though is this little update he posted the other day uh, it was it was centering on it was focusing on the reconstruction of the house from the classic 60s show uh 13 13 mockingbird lane but he kind of went on a rant about how he is he is at heart he's a near and dear monsters fan uh has been since he was a kid watching the show and he's very adamant about recreating the house and and like getting as much of the being as faithful to the source material as possible, which is interesting because when you hear Rob zombie presents a remake, (laughs) you think of the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah. You think you think black. blood guts, gore, blood guts, gore, and his wife thrown in there and covered in all of it. Uh, That's pretty much a Rob zombie movie. But he apparently was he's very adamant about making this uh, you know, a, a heartfelt monsters uh, tribute to the original franchise. So I, I so don't know. Is he making his turn into light horror fare? 
I don't know. I really don't know what to expect. <laughs> I mean, because if he pulls this off, I mean, that could lead him into more mainstream horror remakes and, and, and horror flicks. That's true. Maybe maybe he's like done everything he needed to do in the world of the extreme. And uh, maybe he's trying something else on for side. Or maybe that'll be exactly it. Yeah. Bullshit. Maybe, maybe when he's saying attention to detail and all this, he's just talking about the house. And everything else that goes on site it inside it, it looks like the Halloween remake or something. <laughs> it'll be covered. The, the house looks amazing and accurate. And then it'll be covered in gore and blood. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, oh, and in the final bit of movie news I had, this is kind of horrific. I don't know what your stance is on this. Todd, do you remember a childhood toy from the 80s called Teddy Ruxpin? Oh, don't remind me. That thing haunts my soul still to this day because I had one. Oh, we had one too. Yeah. Yeah. As the story goes, my mom says the first time she turned that sucker on, he went, hi, kids. And me and my sister ran screaming from the room. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was was the talking little animatronic teddy bear thing. You popped a, a cassette tape in his back and played it and he would animatedly narrate the story on cassette then you had a little follow along book to read and everything and there's another little character he was like uh he was like a little like worm guy or whatever a caterpillar dude friend of his or whatever uh anyway and then when the lost. batteries died the voice of the demonic hell beast would come <laughs> out horror curls <laughs> i'll swallow your soul um uh, <laughs> DJ2 Entertainment, the production company behind Sonic the Hedgehog, has acquired the rights to a Teddy Ruxpin live action slash animated film. Why? (laughs) Why? Um, Yeah, so that's so that's happening. Uh, Why? (laughs) Because because everything old is new again. They got Sonic. They made that. I've heard mixed things, actually. My uh, my friends who have kids actually say it's it's not half bad. They thought they were going to be forced into watching something terrible with their kids, and they said, eh, it's actually solid. So I still have to watch everything. Sonic. Everything I've heard about it is it's not bad. It's not as good as Detective Pikachu, but it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, it's passable. I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, so same production company is now trying to launch Teddy Ruxpin back into the world. Uh, it's too early for any story details um but how how could there be story there's no story it's literally a bear that reads a cassette tape how could there be a story it'll be it'll probably be the same thing as sonic like from what i gathered from the sonic trailer at least and what i heard about it's just like sonic is just like trapped in the real world for some reason and the dr robotnik's after him and you know jim carrey decides to play in hollywood again they'll probably be the same thing like uh like because it's live action slash animated film so obviously the character is going to be animated and just interacting with um you know the stand-in for the audience um they'll bring back here's where they could win turn it into chucky part uh, turn it into a a, a chucky (laughs) version so Teddy Ruxpin is just a fucking murder bear. <laughs> murder bear. <laughs> that would go in line with what we we, we reported on our last podcast. Cocaine bear is coming. Thanks. For the, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> murder bear Teddy Ruxpin. Yes. Sure. Why not? Speaking of that, actually, uh, I've been seeing more and more trailers reminding me that that Chucky TV show is in fact coming. So. 
I'll have to check that out. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Murder Bear Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the only way I could see that being successful is is just flip it on its head and start him out as this good-natured bear that's there to entertain the children and then he just murders all the adults. Make yeah. it a horror movie. Yeah. That's what he's saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if it what if I, what I said was accurate? What if it's hilarious and they actually do just basically copy and paste Sonic like from the Sonic movie, they just copy and paste Teddy Ruxpin into the same plot as the Sonic movie. So they even bring back James Marsden as the as the human hero, like butting up with Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> Literally, just the exact same film. They just CG replace <laughs> Marsden. He, he's got nothing. Get nothing else to do. Yeah, his Cyclops days are long over. <laughs> oh man. Uh, TV. We got we got to move on to the TV world because we got uh, another uh, new full trailer for Picard season two, which oh uh, yeah, which uh, solidified a few things. Number one, what's up with our boy Q coming back and stirring up some shit again? Mm-hmm. So, Mister Jean Delancey is back. Yeah. So this pretty much solidifies that. This is a, a direct continuation of the the bookends for the Star Trek Next Generation series. The very beginning, the first episode started with Q, where he puts Jean-Luc on trial, essentially. For humanity. For humanity. Yeah. Prove to me that humanity is worth saving or worth a damn, or at least not at least worth not destroying. <laughs> yeah. And uh and that book ended the series because the final episode was uh was a follow-up to that. All good things. And now this is the continuation of that. Who said the trial ever ended, Jean-Luc? Yeah. Which is funny. I was chatting with you the other day. Jack, I could just imagine like if they if they broke if they let Picard just like speak his mind for a second, if they let, uh, if they let Patrick Stewart just speak his mind, if, like any sane person would at that point, like <laughs> fucking why? <laughs> the trial never ended Picard. Or, or the, the game, the test never ended Picard. Like fucking why? After all these years, after all these decades, why? 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 And Q fuck you, Q. Go, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Q. Go fuck yourself. Q is probably like... <laughs> I don't have any friends like the, the Q dimension so boring. I don't know. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> I got nothing else. Jean-Luc, I need you. I got no place else to go. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's perfect. I don't care. They don't have to, they don't have to put too much trouble into explaining it. It's all you need is John Delancey's back to play. Great. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, also, they announced, they confirmed that, a season three is coming as well. Yeah. Well, we knew that a while ago, the original writers of this said they had planned for a three season arc, but now we have confirmation that season three is greenlit and and good to go. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. There was also a first look at a Borg queen. Um, Yeah. So season two, this is sort of a alternate universe story or a time travel story. So so what Q does is Q shifts them into an alternate universe where the Federation becomes a dictatorship or authoritarian regime with apparently Picard at the head. So um, kind, of, kind of like uh, Discovery with the uh, alternate universe. Yeah. 
but I, I think this is a uh, this is going to be a different alternate universe again. Okay. So another alternate branching timeline. Okay. Um, so he shifts them over there, and then Picard says, "Okay, well, we need to do some time travel shenanigans to write this at the beginning to to fix this where it where it began." And of course, the Federation for some reason has a Borg queen in a lab, so they use the Borg queen to go back in time and you see them in the past in like current day like america because they steal a police cruiser for some reason they don't show very much of the previous time Hmm. i don't know it's going to be wacky and bonkers all right cool i'm in yep i'm sold i i'm one of the 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 few that actually really liked picard season one Um, i did too i did not get the complaints about it yeah yeah yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, speaking of wacky and bonkers and uh, things that maybe only I and a few people might still appreciate. <laughs> um, we've been saying for a while the Arrowverse has been sputtering to a uh, a, a bitter end, but uh, they seem to be hell-bent on proving me wrong because the Flash Armageddon is coming. Ooh. Yeah, so the director of the upcoming event series uh, was in a little interview. It's a five-part special event that's going to kick off um, the next uh, season eight of The Flash when they come back in November. And uh, they're bringing back some surprising cast members who we thought their time was done in the Arrowverse. Brandon Routh is back as Ray Palmer, um, who already said his goodbyes on Legends of Tomorrow. Um uh Cress Williams Black Lightning is back. Uh Kyler Lee, Alex Danvers, uh oh, from okay. Supergirl. Yeah, which is still in the process of ending. I don't think they've come back yeah. from the hiatus yet. No, they're they're they had a new episode this week or last week. Okay. I need to so catch their up. Their final season is I'm waiting for the whole final season to be over to binge it. Yeah. Uh Javicia Leslie's uh Batwoman, replacement Batwoman woman from uh, Ruby Rose, who had her season two. Uh she had be- some recent news about that too in the last month or so. They had cast their uh Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy, uh, yeah. I forget the girl's name, but uh that'll be interesting to see. They hinted at it in the season two finale. They you see some like uh some vines growing from someplace, and uh it's it's clearly a poison ivy nod, so we knew that was coming. Um Kate McNamara, who is Mia Queen, um, Oliver's daughter from the future. Uh, again, she was supposed to get her own spinoff series. They did like a backdoor pilot in the final season of Arrow, and then they decided to not go along with it, which was a bummer because I liked all the cast they had going for that. But Mia Queen will factor into this Flash special somehow. Um, and Osric Chow's uh, Ryan Choi, who was a character in the um in the previous big crossover event which was the only time you saw him was in the uh, uh, crisis on infinite, infinite earth yeah um but yeah he was one of the few surviving members of that um tom cavanaugh back as reverse flash neil mcdonough back as damian dark who again we thought was long wow. yeah they're bringing him back again how many times has he fucking been resurrected? Jesus. Too many to count. <laughs> and Tony Curran joining as Despero. I am not familiar with that character from comics lore. Don't recognize it. 
appeared in DC Comics Justice League of America number one in 1960. Karan's Arrowverse take is a powerful, intelligent alien possessing incredible telepathic powers who left his homeworld, Kalinor, under mysterious circumstances. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I, I wish, I've said it for a while now, I wish they would just put a clo- put a button on all of the shows and just keep these guys sand, signed on for like specials every now and again. So that way the actors can move on to other shit, but you can still have that superhero verse live on and little like little one-off specials here and there. And you get your TV Justice League living on. Yeah, literally just have TV Justice League. Just create DC... Uh, See what is, is it CW now? Yeah. Oh, I still CW, call it Arrowverse, but <laughs> just yeah, just CW. have C literally CW Justice League, yeah, and then cancel all the other shows, roll them up into this, make it so the actors only have to do three or four episodes. You can still have a twelve to twenty episode season, but each one of the actors only needs to be there for three or four of the episodes individually. You have like a team up at the beginning of the season, mid season team up and season finale team up and individual episodes are the characters going through their stories. Yeah, for sure. There you go. CW. I've yeah. solved your problem. <laughs> there you go. I know Stephen Amell would love to come back as arrow. He's been in the news uh, a few times lately and it seems like he's, he's going through some stuff. Well, he's uh, got a huge hit show right now. Heels. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch. Is it on already? Yeah, it's on um, Stars? Stars or one of the premiums. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Stars. I just didn't know it started yet. But yeah, I was looking forward to that. Yeah, um, it's getting rave reviews right now. It's about indie wrestlers in uh, Alabama or Mississippi or something like that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, some really good uh, wrestling credentials. Uh, some quality wrestlers are involved with it, and. Uh, Stephen Amell has always been a fan of wrestling. He showed up on like WWE a number of times and yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestled a couple of times. Yeah. He even did a, a Ninja Warrior special once um, when they did like some celebrity charity special. I think it was that NBC like Red Nose Day or something where they have yeah. all the shows do like charity event things. And they had some celebrities run like a, a basic version of a course. And everybody just wanted to see him do the salmon ladder. Because <laughs> 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 that was just like an arrow. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I guess he. I didn't read uh, in depth about it, but I guess he was in some headlines because he kind of lost his shit on an airplane. <laughs> I think he had a drink or something and was going through some shit or something, and he had to apologize for that. And and then just a, a day ago, I saw there was some other articles about how he was reflecting a lot about his time on Arrow, and I guess he just posted he got a little Arrow tattoo, just kind of his way of. Uh, he said something on Instagram, I think, about like trying to acknowledge his past and move on or something like that. So I don't know. It seems like he, even though he was exhausted and happy to go when he was, when he finished up, he's probably now like, that would be nice to have one more ride. Arrow had just gotten too convoluted at the end. Like it was just too much going on. There was not enough just stopping bad guys and having fun with it. It was just, Plot after subplot after subplot after subplot after reference from the first season after mm-hmm. flashback to the, the the fucking island over and over again. It's just God just <laughs> have a fucking couple of episodes where it's just straightforward. There's a bad guy in front of us and we can kick the bad guy's ass. Yeah, there you go. 
And they, they started to do that somewhat in the later seasons. But yeah, they did have a habit of uh, falling into everything was uh, too much, too, too much calling back to the past. It, it was only like once they started getting closer to their finales that they that they, they started to get back on the right path. And <laughs> so it was kind of a bummer that it ended, but it, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, speaking of keeping things grounded, this was a fun little uh, little interview i saw with the uh, showrunner for the wheel of time well first off i think i don't think we've podcasted since uh, the official teaser trailer came out so we got we got our first glimpse of amazon's wheel of time show which i mean looks fun I, again i know nothing of the plot really so it's i mean it looks like a solid you know medieval fantasy big budget show but i did see the other night a uh, a little interview with the showrunner rafi judkins he said from the beginning he wanted to take a more grounded approach as opposed to the <laughs> CG splash fest that like stuff like the Hobbit movies got into. Like he didn't call those out, yeah. but the way he said, he said, oh, there's a quote here right from the beginning. I was like, I don't want those big hawk flying over the CGI city shots. Like I want to see the world from the eyes of our characters. Uh, so more the Witcher less the hobbit yeah maybe probably that's what he's thinking which i mean it works in the witcher for sure so the books created a realistic geopolitical world and defined a lot of fantasy literature that followed so we make sure that a person looks like they come from somewhere real so they're trying to go as practical as possible wherever they can uh including the mirror draw i'm saying that right it's a race of eyeless monsters which you catch a glimpse of in the trailer and they were created with real world prosthetics and stuff as opposed to just CG effects. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for we that. Just, we need more fantasy television right now. There's, there's nothing going on with that. We just, yeah. we just need it. Yeah. There like, was Witcher yeah. season T two needs to come out like soon. Yeah. Well, it is coming out soon. Is it? Was it November, December? December. Yeah. Something like that. I just, yeah. I just finally watched the uh, Netflix anime that came out. December. December. <laughs> Guess what? It's December. It's December, Meg. Uh, uh, you know what? I think it's December. Oh, wow. Okay. Not off the it's December. I'll, I'll remember to check to see if it's in December. <laughs> you know what, Todd? I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that it's in December. <laughs> wow. You see, it's it's I the did not know that it's the important things where that Meg keeps track of. She's got uh, on her calendar on her phone where it's December. You just see a big splash of Henry Cavill's face. It's a Cavill. <laughs> it's a Cavill of the day calendar. It's just a, you no. rip off each page and it's just Cavill in a different pose. Yeah. No, no, not just any Cavill, Geralt Cavill. It's it's Geralt taking a bath every day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's shirtless I mean, Geralt Cavill. I mean, Superman, I could take or leave, but Geralt, I will take every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But I, I was saying I just watched The uh, Witcher, The Nightmare of the Wolf, which is the anime that uh, Netflix had come out about the sacker, sacking of Kaer Morhen. Oh. Um, it uh, came out like six six months ago or so. It's really good. I, I would recommend watching it. Okay. It's pretty short, too. I think it's only like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Interesting. Um, in other, this kind of dovetails into some anime, well, anime animated news. 
Do you remember the secret of Nim? Yes. Badass 80s animated. That's uh Don Bluth, I believe. Don Bluth yeah. Studios. Yeah, yep. those badass animated films that were technically for kids, but they didn't mess around. Technically, they were fucking disturbing. Yeah. They were scary as shit. Yeah, all dogs go to heaven, like with those hell sequences when the dog literally goes to hell. Like that shit fucked me up as a kid. Mm-hmm. That was that was it. They they didn't put the training wheels on. Yeah, you know, I love that shit. I love that to this day. So I guess they've apparently been trying to resurrect that for a while, some sort of reboot or um uh either a movie or animated movie or some form. And it appears it's finally going to happen. Fox has greenlit an animated event series. Uh, based on now it says it's based on the original book Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim which was of course later adapted into the animated 80s movie Secret of Nim now I've never read the original book I don't know how it compares to the um, animated movie that we all grew up with Uh, 1982 that was the movie version but yeah it's basically famous for traumatizing a generation of kids (laughs) but yeah, they're saying it's an animated event series. So it's going to be a short, like basically like an extended movie. Studio has already given the project a script commitment and now are on the hunt for a writer for the project. It's been described as a complete reboot of the story that is separate from the previous film. Okay. But yeah, I just hope they keep that. I hope they don't sanitize it for kids these days that, you know, you know aren't uh aren't built as Ford tough as the eighties kids. <laughs> uh, Not to sound like an old man of like, Oh, they don't make them like they used to, but kids I, these it's, days it's really true. You know, you don't get, I mean, it's it's not like I, I want to traumatize kids, but it's, there's something about the magic of those days where they really, they didn't put the training wheels on. Like they really showed you like, you know, there's really cutesy animated stuff. And there was also like some scary shit, some scary shit. And it taught you that, yeah, there's some scary shit in the world. So, you know, you know, be develop. careful. Yeah. Be when careful. you're, when you're out there drinking from drinking from a uh, hose water, riding your bicycle around until dusk, when your mom said you had to be in by dark, uh-huh. unsupervised, yeah. unsupervised children. What? No. Yeah, no, you, you can be unsupervised. You just be smart about it. You know, look both ways before you cross the street. Don't talk to strangers. You know, don't accept rides from strangers with candy, et cetera, et cetera. No That's free candy. Yeah. It's the free candy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> In that awesome van. Yeah. <laughs> it just has a couple scratches, some duct tape on the windows, you know. Yeah, yeah it's all. worse. Yeah. When you honk the horn, it goes. There was legit a van like that that picked up a kid at my elementary school. <laughs> oh Jesus! It did the horn. It was fantastic. Uh, anyway, in other animated news, um, this one, this broke my goddamn heart a couple days ago. Final Space. What the show Ooh. that Is it canceled? The show that I have been telling you you gotta watch todd tbs slash warner brothers has decided not to renew no. the show they had left off like, on an insane cliffhanger what and that is the end of final space for now at least 
Um, Olin Rogers, the creator. He's gonna he... keep trying to, to sell oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I think so. He he Netflix, made, Netflix uh, will pick it up. Oh God, I hope so. He he made a uh, a post, uh, a video post on Instagram yesterday or two days ago or something, and through the whole thing, like he's fighting back tears he's got the shaky voice and he's just like thanking everybody for the ride and shit it's just like fucking hell uh god damn that sucks but yeah i i hope and pray that uh yeah netflix or hbo max or something the, i mean that's that's tailor made for for netflix to pick it up for an additional one to three seasons yeah, absolutely. The 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 first two seasons just got on uh, HBO Max, and I was hoping that the you know that would catch fire with the popularity and hopefully push them to continue it. You know, push these studios to continue it. But I don't know. We'll see. Fucking Hollywood and mergers have that. That was the thing. The whole show, like it, it they were they were fighting the whole time. Uh, he was talking about the history of the show, and even after season one. Uh, they went through one corporate merger thing and they were like on the bubble and then they finally managed to squeak by for season two and season three and then another fucking corporate merger happened and uh, then uh, yeah TBS slash Warner Brothers well fuck them <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, god damn it anyway um, and then one more in the animated world. And this is probably my last bit of news, unless you got anything else, Todd, but another one near and dear to, to my heart and me and Meg's um, avatar, the last airbender. Uh, they did uh, Nickelodeon confirmed that they are uh, bringing back the original team, the original creators to develop new projects, new, they haven't really said what, but they've hinted at um, movie animated movies or new um, sequel series or whatnot. Well, I think they've at least confirmed that the first the the first project that's going to be worked on is an animated film. And there was a little bit of news there that they are. This new series of films in development are going to be CG animation, which is a bit of a bummer, because mm-hmm. if you've seen the original show, Avatar, Last Airbender, and even Legend of Korra, it's very much traditional 2d animation they do like highlight like little cg highlights here and there for certain action sequences and stuff but for the most part beautifully done uh traditional animation so that's a bit of a bummer hearing that they're going to be cg but i'm still glad that more content is coming from that world because that's a huge martial arts fantasy world that they could just keep building and building on for quite some time i had one last bit of news this is uh up meg's alley uh the start of filming for Hocus Pocus 2 is soon. They're in the midst of casting local New Englanders for the extras and bit parts. That'll be cool. News of things that are actually fucking happening. Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, what, 20 years later? Oh, I think it's longer than that, sir. The 90s were a while ago. (laughs) Was it 90s? I thought it was mid-2000s. Hocus oh, Pocus? Like no. Oh, no, not even that. We grew up with that shit. That's 93. Re- Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did you forget how old you oh, are? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Thanks for reminding me, Tony. Fuck you. <laughs> 19. If I don't have enough things reminding me of that lately. <laughs> 
That was 28 years ago, sir. Oof. Yeah, same year as Jurassic Park. Jesus. Now, the important question we must ask, or that we must ponder, can Sarah Jessica Parker still pull off smoking hot goth witch? <laughs> These are the questions. Oh, shit. And the answers remain to be seen, but we will be waiting with bated breath. <laughs> no, no, she's not going to pull it off. I don't, I don't. <laughs> think so she i mean i haven't seen her and what she looks like as of late uh, uh yeah i'm, I'm looking at a picture of her and matthew broderick i feel like she has not been aging well no it's all plastic i mean i hate to be that woman that oh, is saying you're, you're, shit about other women you're part of the problem Meg. i am always part of the problem <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't i mean i don't know Maybe she could. Matthew Broderick see. could still pull it off. We'll see. He still looks good for his age. Yeah. It de- well, I mean, of course, they're going to you know, fix people up for the character, but Matthew Broderick is really weird. Matthew Broderick pops up every now and again in like random shows. Like he was in the Connors uh, last season for a little while for a few little guest spots. And for the dude who played Ferris Bueller, for the guy who like he was like the iconic young rebel he plays like the doofiest jackasses (laughs) in his later years like he's always the the he's always the dork or the butt of the joke or the straight up like asshole (laughs) he has become the adults from war games (laughs) yes there you go you uh what's what's the classic line the, the what's the classic harvey dent line you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) laughing at my dorkiness Uh uh-huh uh all right i think that uh that about does it for us we better get on out of here oh one one bit of news i just saw one more thing one more thing Uh so the did you watch shameless at all did you or Meg watch Shameless? I still have not watched Shameless. Yeah, you watch that. You watch uh, that every week. Yeah. Well, because another actor from Shameless is is in a project that we both are near and dear to. Okay, what do you got? Shameless alum Steve Howey to star in True Lies pilot. What? Yes, we've talked about this before. That there was rumors that there was a True Lies series being developed. I don't well, remember that. Well, okay. Steve Howey is taking over the role of Arnold, the the role that uh, of Harry that how uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger played. Uh huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. I I would... and he plays Kevin on Shameless is the actor that plays Kevin. Not that you know who that is, yeah, I but I approve because he is both a big jacked dude mm-hmm. and he's also kind of funny he's got the comedic chops or enough got the comedic chops yeah enough okay. of them all right all right uh, mm, i would uh i would still much rather prefer to go back in time pre 9-11 and have uh james cameron you know go forward with true lies to the proper way it should have been done yeah. but uh that's that's okay all right i i have i have eaten my words before with that lethal weapon tv show so maybe I'll hold out I, hope for. I liked Hawaii Five O. 
Hawaii Five. Oh yeah, this is a CBS show, right? Yeah. Well, this is is this CBS or NBC? Yeah, CBS. CBS this is yeah. another CBS show. So they have they have proven that they can reboot their shows and it be successful. Okay. All right. All right. True Lies, the show. I could get on board with that. Yeah. We'll see. Wait and see who else they cast there. All right. Cool. And it's uh, being done by the creator of Burn Notice. So if you like Burn Notice. Ooh, okay. It, you know, kind of campy spy stuff. I'm down yeah. for it. Yeah. I'm down. For, that's what True Lies is. Campy, funny spy stuff. Exactly. Yeah. We need more Batarazis. <laughs> Get another one, you moron. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Why is that not on HD? Why is that not on Blu-ray? God damn it. <laughs> James Cameron. Like, Get on it. Come out of your hidey hole for making 20 fucking Avatar movies that no one will ever watch. Yeah, just fucking give us true lies. Give us true lies. Now you, owe, you, you skip Blu-ray. Now you owe us true lies in 4K. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, make it happen. All right. You, you just want to see the dance sequence in 4K. That's all you want. Yes, it's beautiful. And <laughs> it was Jamie Curtis and Tia Carrera. <laughs> oh, Tia Carrera. Yeah. <clears throat> what is she doing these days? She actually cameoed on uh, a couple episodes of uh, Hawaii Five-0. Hawaii Five-0. You have talked about Hawaii Five-0 several times. That's a solid procedural? Yeah. It's definitely, and it's, it's over. So the, the, the final season is already done. So okay. if you've got no procedural, you're currently watching. If you need that nine one one fix, since nine one one doesn't come back for another month or two, oh, that's right. Uh, catch up on, or just binge that on uh, Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. I can't remember which one's on. Yeah. I told you nine one one is good, man. You floored through. Did you go through both series? You watched I did. I haven't even watched Lone Star yet. <laughs> Lone Star is short. There's only like three seasons of it. Okay. Yeah, you and fly through that super quick. I had I had like a week of the cake task at work where I had plenty of time to watch TV while I was doing work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was able to fly through it pretty quickly. And I'm actually yeah. flying through uh, Fear the Walking uh, Dead. Fear the Walking Dead right now. Yeah, where are you? I, I'm almost done with it. I think uh, six the seasons. last episode. The last episode I watched was uh, the season premiere, I think, of season six, where uh, the group had kind of given up and accepted help from the crazy lady, ah, the crazy right. lady from the boys. Yep. And then uh, so Morgan gets shot and then he wakes up in the water tower. Right, right, right. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You're almost there. All right. All right, guys, we better get out of here. Thank you for joining for two weeks worth of goodness. This is Tony. This is Todd. And Meg. Meg, what'd you do this week? <laughs> well, 